good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 21st, 2020. February 21st, 2020. I've been teaching on great freedom all year long, and I got in this vein where I'm talking about the importance of your words. This is Speak the Word Only, part five. Before I get into the word this morning, I just feel led to say this. Um, for those of you that may be somewhat new to today's word, uh, the Lord told me to start today's word in December 1997. So this is year number 23 of today's word. Five, five days a week or basically every work week, I share today's word. And this is not something that is pre-canned or something that I pre-wrote or something that I got from somebody else. This is not copy and paste. This is like every day. Like this is today's word, right? So this is what God gave me for today. On Monday is going to be something else. On Tuesday is going to be something else. And so thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. But I'm just, you know, kind of sharing with you that this is a blessing to me too, right? So I get to see God every day. He gives me a word. The word comes to me. It has to bless me first. It has to bless me, minister to me before it ministers through me. So I get blessed and then I pray you get blessed as well. So let's get into the word. Speak the word only part five. We've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter four and Mark chapter 11. Let's look at both again today. So 2 Corinthians chapter four and verse 13, the Bible says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to that which was written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. Paul said, well, we as born again, New Testament believers, he says, we also believe and therefore we speak. Once you believe, then you're supposed to speak what you believe. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus said to his disciples after he gave them this object lesson, he says, have faith in God. I tell you the truth that you can say, like, you know, you saw me speak to a tree. Now I'm telling you guys, you can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must truly believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you that you can pray for anything, but if you believe that what you're praying for is coming to pass and you've received it, then it will be yours. So he's saying you guys can say you guys can pray, you guys can believe, have no doubt in your heart, and you will have what you say. So once again, by, by now you should know the setting. Uh, Jesus spoke to a fig tree. He told the tree that it would never produce fruit again. He walked away like the tree was already dead. 24 hours later, the disciples saw the same tree and it was dead. Peter was amazed that the tree basically listened to Jesus's words and then Jesus took that as an opportunity to teach them how they could activate their faith by speaking words of faith from a believing heart. So at the end of every message of today's word, I, I lead you in what is known as a declaration of faith or confession of faith. And, and I ask you to say out loud what I'm saying, and I ask you to say it from a believing heart. Um, and for some of you, I, I know that this may be uncomfortable, like to say something out loud. You'd rather just pray in your mind, right? But let me just say something about that. Um, you will be hard-pressed to find anyone in the Bible who prayed in their mind, right? So that's one thing. So just open up your mouth when you pray and open up your mouth when you say. Now, I'm talking about this confession of faith or declaration of faith, and then I, I keep, I'm bringing up prayer. And you're like, well, isn't aren't those two things different? Well, yes and no. A declaration of faith, when you are speaking words of faith from a believing heart that you believe the Father is leading you to say, that's a form of prayer. Because Jesus just looked at the tree and said, no man shall eat fruit from you hereafter forevermore. He spoke nine words and walked away. And then the next day, he's teaching the disciples about that and says, man, when you pray, you got to believe what you say. 
So Jesus connected a, a, a straight up statement to a lesson on prayer. This reminds me of something uh, that Elijah said. Elijah just straight up said to, uh, to the king, uh, he says to, the, <laughs> because this was a weird situation, but he says to the king, it's not going to rain until I say it rains. And he walked away. Of course, he was saying what the Lord led him to say, but he made a statement. It will not rain until I say it rains. And it didn't rain for 42 months. It didn't rain for three and a half years because he made that statement. And I was like, I always saw it as a statement. And then James said in James 5 and 17 that Elijah prayed an earnest prayer and it didn't rain. Well, so James is calling what Elijah said as a statement a prayer, an earnest prayer. So here's my point. Jesus makes a statement, words of faith from a believing heart, and then he, he connected that to prayer in his lesson. Elijah made a statement, words of faith from a believing heart, and James connected it to prayer. So when you make, your words are so important that when you speak words of faith from a believing heart, it is a form of prayer. And I want you to see it like that. Whether it sounds like a prayer or not, you are communicating with the Father and it's a form of prayer. You are activating things in the kingdom of God. Say amen to that. All right, so what does this mean to you today on this Friday morning as we seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong? What does this mean to you today? I actually have five things to share with you on this morning. So let me get into these five things. I want you to rid yourself of all distractions. Five things. Number one, here we go. Number one is, is, would be the, the longest point. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your challenge, your obstacle, and declare the desired outcome that God is revealing to you. So here's the first point. You got to speak to your challenge, speak to your mountain, speak to your obstacle, speak to whatever is standing in front of your way. And you're speaking what you believe that God is revealing to you about the desired outcome. So you're not speaking what you see. You're speaking what God reveals. You're not speaking what you see. You're speaking what you believe. You're not speaking what you see. You're speaking what you desire, right? And that's what Jesus did. Jesus then took that as uh, an opportunity to teach us. And he says, you can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Now, this doesn't seem right at first. It seems kind of crazy to, matter of fact, okay, it's just you and I, right? Nobody else is around. It actually seems kind of foolish. It seems kind of foolish at first as a human for you to look at something and then speak something else. For you to look at what you see, like with these eyes and then openly out loud at the risk of looking foolish, say something else. That it just seems, at first, it seems crazy, right? At first, because living by faith oftentimes means that God will lead you to do things that make no earthly sense at all. And I already told you that you can't allow reason and logic and common sense to, to override God because reason and logic and common sense will cause you to cancel out your faith. So you have to say what God is leading you to say, even if it seems weird at first, but that's how Jesus lived. Don't you think it was weird for Jesus to look at a tree? Like with no context, the disciples didn't know anything that was going on in the spirit and Jesus to just look at a tree and say, no man shall eat fruit from you hereafter forevermore. That seems kind of weird, but Jesus did it. Because that's what he was led to do. Jesus did and he said things all the time that made no sense. Why? Because Jesus was living in sync with heaven. He was getting his orders from headquarters. Jesus did not live by the inputs that he received from his body, his five physical senses. He received, 
he lived by the inputs that he was receiving from his spirit, right? So your body gets inputs from this world. Your spirit gets inputs from God's realm or God's world or heaven. And then you have to decide which one you're going to live by. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will tell you the things about heaven's reality for your life. And he will show you heaven's reality concerning your whatever situation you find yourself in. And so sometimes, a lot of times, heaven's reality is going to be way different than what you're seeing with your natural eyes. And then the Holy Spirit is going to want you to say what, what he's saying instead of what you're seeing. This is why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I mean, like physically, you are physically weak. And the Bible says, don't say you're weak, say you're strong. I'm revealing to you that you're strong. You're speaking what you desire, not what you see. You're speaking what you believe in your heart. And then let me say this about that. As I close out this point, if you only say what you see with your human eyes, then you will never change your situation. We serve a God that speaks to our to-be stage from our right now stage. So think about it. God calls those things which be not as though they were. He's speaking to the to-be stage from the right now stage. God never speaks what he sees in this world. Think about it. It's not like if you're sick and you're in the hospital, God doesn't show up and say, hey, you're sick. Well, if God is just going to, I mean, why? Because saying what you have is not going to change what you have, right? So that's just acknowledging where you are in the situation. So you can acknowledge that, but then you got to speak the language of faith. So this is why God, can, okay, let me give you some examples. This is why God can come up to a, a, a man who's 75 years old and a woman who's 65 years old, and they they never had any children. And God says to them, you guys will be the parents of many nations, right? Because he's calling those things that be not as though they were. He's calling the to be from the right now. God can look at a shepherd boy, 17 years old, and call him a king. That was David. God can look at a coward and call him a champion. That was Gideon. God can look at a virgin and call her a mother. That was Mary. I'm saying God looks at you no matter where you are. God is not going to speak where you are. He's speaking where he wants you to be. And then he needs you to speak where he wants you to be and not just speak where you are. I don't have a dog, but let's say you had a dog and his name is Spot and he's over there, but you want him to be here. So where is he? He's over there. Where do you want him? You want him here. So what do you say? Do you say what you see? There, Spot. No. If you say what you see, you will never change what you see. What do you say? You say what you want. Here, Spot. Here, Spot. Here, Spot, but Spot is not here. But what am I saying? I'm saying what I want, not what I see. And how long do I say it? Until it comes to pass. So that's how it is. Faith is voice activated. God is going to reveal some stuff to you. And then he wants you to say what he revealed, even when it doesn't seem right, even when it sounds crazy, even at the risk of looking foolish. But that, my friends, is the life of faith. Number two, when you say whatever God tells you to say, you got to say it from a believing heart. Jesus says you must really believe that it will happen. See, when someone says something, we have no way of, of knowing whether or not they believe it. But God does right? So only words of faith from a believing heart can tap into the power of the kingdom. The Bible says that if that, this is Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you will confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You'll be born again. For with the, with the heart, the man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now I was in church. Let me tell you something. I was in church on several occasions where I would hear the message. And at the end they say, Hey, every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Um, if you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, raise your hand. And I'm like, 
You know, hey, if you raise your hand, come up here. I go up there. Yes. Do, do you want to accept Jesus as Lord? Yes, I do. Say, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. And I say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into, I repent. I'm sorry. I need to be saved. Save me, whatever. And I would repeat what they said. And I never believed it. And I never got born again. I got born again at 23. But I'm telling you, I did that little routine several times without being born again. You know why? Because I was saying words, but I didn't believe it. it I was 23 years old, August 27, 1995. I was in Camp Doha, Kuwait. I finally got born again. Why? Because at that moment, I said the words from a believing heart. I'm saying you got to believe what you're saying. I have no way of knowing whether or not you're believing what you're saying, but God does. So you have to speak words of faith from a believing heart. Number three, you can't have a doubt. Jesus said you, have, you must have no doubt in your heart. You got to live without a doubt. Doubt is the precursor to fear and fear will cancel out your faith. You're saying, well, Brother Pena, how can I ever get to the point where I have no doubt? Well, this is how you do it. You stop, you take what God said, whether in his physical word, in his word, like the 66 books of the Bible, or what he's speaking to you from the Holy Spirit, you take what God said to you and you meditate it. You think about it, you ponder it, you consider it, you nurse it, you rehearse it, you go over it again and again and again. And you think about it while you're driving to work and you think about it while you're driving home and you think about it while you're going to sleep and you think about it when you get up in the morning. And if you keep meditating this thing long enough, it's going to become more real to you than what you see with these physical eyes. And at that point, you will have no doubt in your heart. At that point, you are on the road to having what you say. Say amen to that. All right, number four, you got to make this, this thing personal. Jesus said, it will be yours. He said, you have to say. And then he said, if you say, and you believe, and you have no doubt, then it's going to be yours. Let me just say this about that. God has set up the system to where words matter, like the power of death and life is in the tongue, Proverbs 18 and 21. But the good news is that, that nobody's words have more power over my own life than my own words. <laughs> so, so I'm going to have what I say, and you're going to have what you say. And so I, I, I'm not going to have what you say over me. Whew. So your words don't matter. That's why I could pray for you in earnest. You can even speak death over me, and it doesn't matter because your poison cannot stop my purpose. I'm going to have what I say, and you're going to have what you say, so you got to make this thing personal. You have to really believe that you're going to have what you say, and when you do believe that you're going to have what you say, let me just say this. You'll stop saying crazy stuff. You, you, you will stop saying things that you don't believe. You will stop saying things that you want, don't want to happen, which leads me to number five, my final point for the week. Remain in faith. Jesus was never concerned about whether or not this fig tree was going to dry up. He said, listen, man, dude, he spoke to the fig tree. He walked away like it was already done. He spoke it. And, and as far as he was concerned, that tree was dead, right? And that's how you have to be. You have to be so convinced of what God revealed that you don't allow anything to cause you to doubt. And here's another thing. You never speak against it. You never, look at me, look at me. Do not speak against what you prayed. I know people all the time, they'll, they'll pray. Your words of faith, uh, words of prayer have to be followed by words of faith. Somebody comes up to me. Hey, can you pray for my back? Sure, I'll pray for your back. Pray for, and they, in church, they go, oh man, I received, I received my healing. Thank you, Jesus, right? Okay, cool. They received their healing. I rejoice with you. Praise God. See that person the next day. How you doing? My back is killing me. This pain is never going to stop. Well, then... You're canceling out what you pray. You can't pray one thing in the morning and then speak something else 
all day long and then think that you're going to have what you say. Well, actually, you're going to have what you say, but you're, you're saying the wrong thing. So, so no, words of prayer have to be followed by words of faith. And you have to keep saying what God said until you have what God said. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for this teaching. I am committed to being more and more like Jesus on a daily basis. I see the way that Jesus lived and I want to be like him. Jesus taught me to speak to my mountains in faith and I declare that I will. I speak the language of faith every day from a believing heart without a doubt, making it personal and I remain in faith, refusing to speak contrary words Regardless of what I see, I will never allow what I see to change what I say or what I believe. I'm a believer, not a doubter. My words testify of my faith and I will have what I say. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. It's Friday. On Fridays, I want to tell you that we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Subscribe to that channel. We have a podcast. Go to Apple iTunes podcast store. Search for Rick Pina. Subscribe to the podcast. You get all this stuff for free. Uh, we have a, a todaysword.org, obviously, so you can see everything that I write and share for Today's Word. And then we have our ministry website, RIP Ministries. Dot org. If you want to partner with what we're doing and help us make a difference around the world, you can make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Listen, head into this weekend knowing that you're going to have what you say. So speak the words of faith from a believing heart and then do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.